Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this one, and thank you for supporting BTOsports.com. With me on the line is a man who's a double-dipping manager during the day and now watching his son play football out in a field somewhere in Southern California, the uh, the great Nathan Ramsey. Nate Dog, what's up, man? <laughs> man, that's a nice introduction. I appreciate that. No, yeah. I'm, I'm good, man. Actually, relaxing a little bit, kicking back out here on the football field and mm-hmm. uh, just being a dad. It's pretty nice. Uh, we're two weeks out from Elsinore. Have, have you geared up for next year? Have you been working already? For people who don't know, Nathan is the manager of uh, J-Star, JDR, KTM uh, team. So, Yeah, you know, right now, I mean, our plan was to come come after Elsinore for the, you know, the next week or week or two and, mm-hmm. and get everything rolling for the next you know, the new season, yep. the things that we haven't already been working on, which everybody that's connected understands that you got to start a lot earlier than right yeah. as soon as the last race ends, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically we're just trying to get it to a point where actually some of our guys could take a, you know, a week off or something. So they're actually, uh, right now are, um, are the owner and his like video production Mm-hmm. Crew is in in Hawaii right now filming Dream Ride too. So huh. we got a couple mechanics that we had to force them to go to Kauai and uh, <laughs> yeah. and and help out over there. So right. um, you know, like they're 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 they got big plans. You know, they're on something again, and uh, yeah, you know, I think that I think that that's pretty cool. And we're we're back here, me and you know Vince, the crew chief, and uh, and the guys that are left over, just just trying to get everything. Yep. So I could coast for about a week and then uh, just full-fledged back on it, you know? Right. Uh, next year, uh, 2013, uh, lights only, from what I understand? Yep. Again, again? Yep. yeah, lights yeah, only. Yeah, we're going to be lights only. I mean, coming into this this year, 2012, we decided to make that yep. you know, that decision to do it. It just made sense with where everything was, and it, and it, and it does, and it's it's the right choice. And mm-hmm. We're going to stick with that for, for a while, you know, until something just kind of jumps off at us and – yeah. Says, hey, you need a full fifty guy, whether it's a sponsor or just you know a good guy that's available mm-hmm. that makes sense, you know. And that's that's not going to happen for a while. So yeah, we're we're going to be uh, you know a, a three man team in Supercross, and then Matt Moss is one of the guys that's doing Supercross, but he's going to stop after Supercross and go back and do some Australian stuff. So he's okay. a Supercross only guy in the lights. And who's your other guy? I'm obviously Malcolm Stewart. Am I? Who am I not missing? Yeah. Who am I missing? We we got Malcolm Stewart, and then we have another guy that hasn't actually been, oh okay, you know, fully like press release yet. Right. So I should probably hold off on that, but he. I'll give you a little, uh, a few bits about him. He's, he's an amateur kid that raced mm-hmm. Loretta this year, mm-hmm. and uh, he's turning pro now. You know, okay. he didn't do any of the last nationals, yeah. and um, 
you know, we brought him out. We had him ride the bike and try him out, look at him, and right. kind of get a feel for who he was. And, and we were we were really impressed with what we saw. And I think he's a, I think he's a diamond in the rough. You know, cool. people maybe maybe overlooked him, and I, I'm I hope that we can get our hands on him and kind of you know shine him up, make him um, make him really shine for us because I believe. And that's part of one of the new things we're on to. I think that's what kind of establishes you as a as a light, you know, as a light team. Yeah, is to uh, take a guy, bring him up through, and make make him pop. You know what I right. mean? So yeah. we also, yeah, we also kind of expanded into the amateur ranks a little bit for for next season too. You're you're looking for a young Nathan Ramsey, maybe unheralded diamond in the rough, like. <laughs> I, I, I speak to I speak to a lot of guys that s- saw you when you first turned pro, and they were like, "There's no yep. way I would have thought that guy would have won championships." You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I mean, to be, yeah. and honestly, that's what they you say. Know, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I scared people pretty bad. <laughs> you know, because honestly, the way it worked for me, I, I raced the whole Winter M series in the B class, and then so uh-huh. I raced the last Sunday. I raced uh, Winter M mm-hmm. in the B class, and. You know, I was competitive. I didn't dominate that by any means. I mean, there were some good guys, mm-hmm. but I was I was competitive. So I raced Sunday, and then the next Saturday was Tampa Supercross, and I went and raced <laughs> Supercross. And that was <laughs> and it. So yeah. I was like, the biggest thing for me was you got to jump the triples no matter what. <laughs> and then I, I, I honestly I didn't even qualify for the night program. Yeah. So the like the last lap, I thought, well, if I'm in the pros, I got to take somebody out. You know. Yeah. So <laughs> I just pointed my bike at some somebody I didn't even know. Like the last couple of turns, and just took me and him out. Just big, big, stupid move, you know. Oh, jeez. But I thought I thought that's what the pros was all about, you know. So, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you oh. know, you live and learn. Um, yeah, but I, I've heard that before, and you know, I I think you know it's partly because I started later than most guys, and I had to make up for some lost ground. And, mm-hmm. and fortunately, it, you know, it worked out. I mean, it, it could go either way, I guess, at, at any moment. And, and right. to me, it turned into a pretty long and it, it did, you know. Really, you know, treated treated me good, man. So I'm, um, I'm happy to do it. Hey, I want to, uh, yeah, and it's it's good to see you guys uh, coming up, and we'll talk about um, next last year in a little bit here. But you yourself, I'm wondering about the team. Like, obviously, the team is Australian based, and when I first heard about JDR KTM, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, they're all from Australia. Yeah, they love Australian. And over here in America, they're not really selling a product, so that's not a promotion, you know, for the team. And and don't get me wrong, this is awesome. They're great to have them in the pits yeah. and, and all that. But I mean, is yeah. this something yeah. where you're there? Are they here for the long haul? I guess is that what that's what I'm asking. Are they they're here for yeah. a while? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a good question. And, and you know, you see so many teams come and go. And, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, they're 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 a family who loves racing and love the idea of building something that's successful because mm-hmm. they did that with with business and then obviously, if you can apply that to what you're passionate about you know sports wise the 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 son the the j and the d is j and derek Reinenberg. okay that's the that's the father and son and the son raced and i you know he said he just never was he wanted to be pro he was pretty fast, but he just never never had it so the next best thing to that would be to you know, running a successful team. So they right. had the means to get one started in Australia, and then they started that, and just, I mean, right away, were successful within a couple of years. So mm-hmm. they thought, well, if, we're, if we can do it here, you know, on this stage, the next step from that would be to go to the most competitive place, which, which would be the U.S., you yeah. know. So, yeah. you know, they, they came and they approached a few people, and, and somehow my name came up, so they came to me. Yeah. They said a few things like, 
you know, hey, uh, this is what we're thinking. And I was the same way, you know, like as as you. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, you know, it sounds good. And I just kind of like, you know, I'm 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 very open minded, so I, you know, I listen and I just kind of thought, oh, you know, it's another one of those deals that probably not going to happen. So I was, you know, I was training guys and coaching and doing that that stuff and keeping my ears open. Had a couple other things that were popping up, and. uh but a couple months later, they came back and they did everything they said they were going to do up to that point. And they're like, okay, right. now we're ready to talk serious. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, honestly, oh. they, they did what they said, and I was I was impressed by it. And, yeah. you know, they sold me on the idea of, of, of starting with something fresh. You know, I was in a position where I was going to start a, a, a job uh-huh. that I'd never done before. Even though, you know, probably one of the biggest things for me is being a rider – you you deal with a team manager and say the crew mm-hmm. on a on a minimal level, you know what I mean? Like you you're a rider, right? You know yeah. we all know how they get treated. It's you know, yeah. you get kind of baby or or like treated as a rider, you know what I mean? Right. And, Absolutely. and that's that's what I knew is the relationship with the with the with the team manager or whoever as a rider. So shifting gears on to being a team manager, like there's there's so much more that you, you just you mm-hmm. just don't think about, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was really it was something I knew I didn't know everything, obviously, but uh, you, there's just no way you can you well, can really think of the situations that you're going to be in, the decisions you got to make, and mm-hmm. you know it's just it's just it's a really it's a really uh, it's a great job and it's a great place to be, and it's 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 definitely not um, a cakewalk. Right, <laughs> for sure. right. Well, and and you know the the list of riders who just thought they could be a manager and are no longer managing is really long. And then there's a guy yeah. like Eric Kehoe or maybe Larry Brooks, yep. you know, who who are. And I don't think just because you're a rider and, and a great one at that, which you were, uh, there's no there's no indication whether you'd be good or bad at the job. You know, it doesn't yeah, mean anything. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's a different it's a different beast. And, and uh, you know, I mean, you can take the best rider in the world and he just might not. You just might not pay attention to the details, you know, and I think that's what it is with a team is right. to be successful and be professional and to be a legit organization, not just a, mm-hmm. you know, rip, rip and graphic type race team. You you got to pay attention to the details. And, and, and fortunately for me, I mean, I, I knew that somewhat, but mm-hmm. with with my crew chief, Vince, Vince Barini, and then even the owners, you know, because they had kind of been down that path a little bit already, right. you know, they helped to teach me like okay this is this is the proper way to do it and so mm-hmm. you can't you know you can't cut corners because if you do eventually yeah. it's going to catch up with you we we all know how motorsports goes you're going to have problems you're going to have issues and if you're cutting corners then you can't yeah. sleep at night you know what i mean yeah. yeah because it's too it's too gnarly it's too dangerous to be doing that so for me like i can i can rest my head at night when when things some things go wrong you hate it and you, you know you 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 waller in it a little bit, but mm-hmm. the truth is, you know, I, I can speak for us as a team. We we do not cut corners, and you know, so right. when 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 the day is done, you just got to go shake your head and go, man. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take this and learn from it, and we're gonna be better because of it. You yeah. know, the team is very professional uh, looking from the outside. Everything's yep. you know tight. The the everything looks good. It, it's uh, it looks like a top notch effort for sure. Uh, there's no doubt, and. You yourself, I mean, you were in a van in R with an R125, and then you also rode for factory Honda. So yeah. you have a great, I guess, idea of everything, big to small to big, you know, on what it takes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I, I, I mean, 
I like that part of, of where I came from because the appreciation level is, is was always mm-hmm. easy. It was easy for me to appreciate what, what right. I was getting and what people were doing for me and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming from, from one side to the other is, is definitely, I think, a good notch in your belt to have. I mean, personally, right. it, you know, I guess if you're young, up-and-coming thing on, it's not like you're going to volunteer to be yeah, like yeah. a privateer, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like right. I was in the situation and I'm, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in, in the way it went at all. And right. I, I, I appreciate that side of it. So yeah, you're right. I mean, I started from, I, I, I sold my car that I had at home to buy a box fan. And once I did that, then me and my mechanic went on the road. Yeah. And we just went from town to town and people's houses that were, <laughs> you know, nice enough to, take us in and let us ride the tracks and sleep in their beds or right. park in their, you know, park on their land. And it's just, you know, it's, it was a really cool experience, you know, coming through, met a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. I mean, t- tons of people helped, helped us so much and just, you know, I just tried to be a sponge and really learn, you know, yeah. make up for those lost years. <laughs> um, and, and 2013, some good, like Matt Moss's uh, podium at San Diego. Um, Malcolm yeah. Stewart's end of the season was very strong. Uh, some yep. bad though. PJ Larson, great guy, can't stay healthy. And then you know yep. we all know in Supercross you had a lot of bike issues and crashes with Malcolm. So yep. overall, uh, how was the year for you? Yeah, you know, um, you're right. I mean, you, you said it. We, we had some good moments. Um, like like I said, you know, being able to end the day and go, you know, this is not because we we didn't yeah. do our jobs. You know, what I mean, right. when it when it's a bad day. You know, uh, everybody's working blood, sweat, and tears at, at the place. So mm-hmm. at the at the shop or at the race or wh- wherever the venue is, and and you just you know you just you scrap it up. So I mean, for for 2012 for our year, you know, I think that Malcolm showed like just some really really good potential, but he yeah. also showed you know his his maturity level, and uh, so did we. You know, mm-hmm. for for the matter of fact, it, we we both did, mm-hmm. and I think we both grew more than a year in a year you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, so right. um i mean we're we were a pretty green team you know second year in and if you think about it last year pj was hurt and he didn't ride hardly any nationals last year so for a 250 effort uh-huh. we had no experience even this year for nationals that's true you're right so yeah. so we had it on the 350 which was you know not a bike that we were racing this year so it was all it was starting pretty much back over you know and uh you know, we had some growing pains, and and uh, you know Malcolm. I think it, at the end of the season, you know Malcolm, I had kind of gotten through to him, and he started to trust us a little bit more, and and uh, the the relationship between him and you know and the family and everybody just it just started to jive a lot better. And now, you know, I'm just I'm really I'm really psyched that we we were able to sign him again for for. 2013 because i think the fruits of what we've started mm-hmm. you know would have been somebody else you know what i mean because right. he yeah. would have already kind of you know processed that so yep. you know one-year deals are kind of what, what the way things are nowadays because of the economy but uh, you really need more than that to learn a guy who has potential and yep. you know learn what makes him tick and what, things that you need to correct and he can mm-hmm. learn the team and i mean it just it takes a long time it really does i mean there was a lot of things that I thought that I knew about, about him. And, <laughs> right. you know, it just, it just, it was just, it was just a big learning experience. And what, uh, you know, go ahead. But I, was, I was just going to say just about, about midway through the outdoors. I said, look, man, I know how bad you want to win. And I know, I know where you're at with that, but look, man, 
we we got to get to the checkered flag. So that was our number one goal. <laughs> right. Is to get to the checkered flag. I, yeah. I told him, like, you know, it, it doesn't matter if on the fourth lap you're you're the fastest guy on the track or you're passing into third place. If you don't, if you never finish the race, then no, nobody cares, you know? So we got to finish. So start finishing. I, don't, I was like, just finish. And then as you finish, then we'll start trying to improve our positions as we go, you know? And I mean, honestly, he, he did it. He, you know, he, each week, you know, in and out of frustrating weeks and weekends, and then just kind of started clipping away and getting better and better. And, and then realizing yeah. that, you know, every straightaway, every turn, every jump wasn't so urgent. You know what I mean? Right, there, was, right. there was a lot more left. And I mean, you look at him at Elsinore, I mean, he made some pretty crucial passes and moves on the last laps of both motos. And, uh, I think that's that. That for us was a victory as a team, and you know, as a joint effort with 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 Malcolm and, and the riders. You know, um, it was it was really cool. You know, like it, it was a good motivator going into the off season. I think that everybody, you know, is uh, is really keyed up and and you know, motivated for the new year and, and just the new, the new testing and just the whole process. You know, so it was a good way to kind of finish it up with a, with a big place overall. Yeah, and really. So I was going to, my, my next question was, Hey, like he's a different guy. The last half of the nationals, I think he got points in 10 straight motos to end the year. And they were double digit points. And you know, he was really good. And was it really yep. just a matter of you saying, Hey, we got to get to the finish. I mean, what, what was it that where the light switch flipped? Well, I mean, we touched on it even towards the end of supercross, you know, I mean, Vegas, he, he, he backed it down a couple notches and just, road smart uh-huh. and road road you know like with the sense of like let's let's get let's get there you know i got i need to finish these races but right, it, it right. hadn't quite sunk in so then with all the training and all the hype coming into outdoors he was right back to like i gotta do it i gotta do it i gotta do it oh no that race went bad oh no next race i have to do it i have yeah, to do it yeah. so it was really an attitude thing you know and uh uh just a like you said flipping the switch to going like look man yeah. I, I don't know how many times i told him look you you're you're new at this, you know. This is just the beginning, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, don't think that all oh, because you only got four race four races left in the year that that's you know that's your only chances. Yeah, it's not, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah, you know, it's your second year on the pro pro level, and and uh, you got a long career ahead of you if you if you do this thing right, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, after every race, we'd evaluate it and talk about it. You know, talk about him, talk about way that they went and talk about the bike anything that we could do and mm-hmm. you know we talk talking and come up with we always come up with something you know and then yeah. work on that that week and and just try and prove you know it's just it's one of those things you even if you're winning you're never there you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, you always yeah. continue to climb you know because if you, if every, you feel like you're there yeah. and you're getting somebody's gonna go go above you every weekend is a new climb yeah. isn't it really <laughs> yeah yeah it is uh, i mean it is honestly uh what about he's big, man? He's big. Is there any plan to put him on 450 outdoors next year, or is it for sure 250 indoors and out? Yeah, I mean, not right now. There's no, there's no plans for that. You're right. He is a big boy, and um, he's a big guy. Know, he's yeah. just, he is a big guy. I mean, he, he. Uh, one of the things he's going to work on in the off season is trying to slim down as much as he can and, yep. and be healthy. You know, what I mean, you can only go so far. You know, right, he's, right. he's a he's a 180 pound built guy. Yeah, when he's when he's fit, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, he, he can, he can shed a few and, uh, I think that'll help, but, um, 
at this point, they're definitely we don't have right. any any intention on putting him on a four fifty. And I think that you know he's got unless he were to grow a lot more or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. then then you got to reevaluate because you know you got a you know mm-hmm. hundred ninety pound guy on a two fifty F. It is. It's it's tough, but I think it's a testament to to our bike and and, yeah. and how good the KTM is. You know, right? right. Uh, and um, like I mean, really, I saw him. Besides some 140 pound guys up hills and out of wow. turns and Thunder he Valley, was them pass them. Thunder Valley and Southwick yeah. were two of his best races, which make no sense. Makes zero sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I know, yeah. I know. We we've 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 talked about that, and we've just yeah. There's been a lot of discussions going. Well, why is this? <laughs> right. You know, and maybe it maybe with the bike being kind of pulled down a little bit, and you know, he had a little more time to react to everything. And oh yeah, maybe yeah. And um. You know, like, kind of uses uses brain a little bit. You know, at least his, his he didn't get ahead of himself. I guess is what I'm yeah. trying to say. You know. Um, hey, as a former rider, how hard is it to tell all these dudes no? I don't have anything for you. <laughs> I mean, it's got your phone. I'm it, sure has been blowing up. Everybody's looking for rides. Yeah. And how, it, how, how tough is, is that? Man, it's, it, it's tough. I you mean, know, it really you know is. what it's like. And, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of guys that that have called me, and I, I've actually thought, man. I, I think you got some potential, you know, and I, yeah. I'm honest with them. But the truth is, there's only so many spots, and you got to yeah. weigh it out, and you got to look at look at you know the whole season mm-hmm. and their their potential. Then you got to look at the future of the team. Where's they going to take you? Is there a future with it? Right. You know, like are they are they marketable? You know, there's just there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I really wish I could give the guys that I liked and the guys that I uh, you know. For lack of a better word, felt felt bad for and wanted to help him. You know, I wish right. I could do that for him, but mm-hmm. it's just it's not possible. I mean, yeah. just to stick a guy on a bike as a replacement rider, I had no idea how you know that still cost the team a <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. Now, yeah. is it worth it to put a guy on there to get 18th or 20th place? Right. Right. You know, is that worth it? You know, you got to you got to look at all that and evaluate it and go. Yep. You know what? Maybe not for, for yeah. right now. It's not worth it. You yeah, know? if you're so, if you're Shimmer you know? Suzuki and Metcalf and Stewart get hurt, you just go home. All right, see you later. Yeah, we're home. I mean, <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna get a you know a, a Baggett or somebody who's sitting there waiting for a ride. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. It's just it's just not possible. Right. So you know, um, you could get somebody maybe, and you know, let's say you killed it, and he got a tenth or twelfth or somewhere between 10th and 15th, and mm-hmm. that, that's, that's it, you know? You're not yeah. going to get a guy to go up there and be in the top five, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, so pretty, it's pretty tough. I think it, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a tough it's a tough position, and, you know, when you got a bike sitting there and you got people calling you and mm-hmm. they, don't get, they don't really understand that there's a lot more to it than just, well, you guys are at the race, so mm-hmm. what's the difference if you got one more bike out there? <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a lot. I mean, when you, when you, when you do the, the dollars for de- development and the parts and mm-hmm. Factor all that in, and you know, just the fuel, you know. And we yeah. we don't, you know, it's expensive stuff. So it's like it's one of those things that it's there's a whole lot to it that you just you don't think about <laughs> as a rider. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's touch on your own career a little bit. Let's get in the time machine here and go back. Uh, you know, as a kid growing up in Canada, I've read all the magazines, and the, really the first time I heard of you, not was an amateur, was when you were you know pro on a RM125. You did. I think three years, 95, 96, 97, you were a Suzuki. Well, 95, 96, you were a privateer, right? 97, you were a factory team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the way, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So how was it for those two years being a complete privateer? How was that? You know, I mean, kind of going back to what I was saying before, it was yeah. just, it was a lot of fun, like traveling around. I mean, yeah, you, every dollar you made, you put it right back into yeah. it. Every, you know, yeah. besides the fact that my parents are going broke supporting me, you know, it's, uh, it was, it was fun. I mean, traveling around in the box tent, you got everything that you pretty much own in there with your bikes and your mechanic. And, you know, it's a love hate relationship because you're constantly like with each other. So it's like you, you get mad at each other. I mean, I can remember. The, the, the dumbest fights that I would get into was, you know, I'm talking about Bundy. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. we 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 basically, you know, you have like all your clothes, everything in in the, in the box fan, and yeah. And uh, so the, the underwear drawer is the underwear drawer, right? So I'm I do a mud race in these these boxers or something, and we're literally fighting after the race when he saw me take my clothes off, and I had these nice boxers on. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's where it goes to. Like, and they, and they were mine. <laughs> <laughs> they were my boxers, and he's mad at me. So it, you know. You yeah. do that, and you just, you know, you, you do the driving. I mean, I remember going from, from uh, what were normally to get to Washougal. They started doing like Millville, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it wasn't, but it was Bingham- quite as gnarly of a drive. Binghamton, but Binghamton I mean, like Washougal was yeah. it was a it was a drive. Yeah, that, that's what it was a couple times. So mm-hmm. imagine that, you know, I'm I'm driving, sleep, drive, sleep, drive. Yeah, we we get out to get some food. I got to go run or do some type of workout to, yeah. you know, work on my fitness and. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just, you got to do it. Did, did, so, did you, did you, were you making money or like you said, your parents were going broke? Like how was you, how um, were you able to survive on, on just, you know, two years of box van gas and, and paying Bundy and all that? Yeah. You know, um, well, luckily Bundy, Bundy was in it for the experience and, you know, I paid him uh, just, I mean, peanuts, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and took care of just everything else and, and re- really, I wasn't making money. Like, the money I, I made went straight back into it, mm-hmm. you know. And then I had, you know, shops or, or different places that helped me along the way a little bit and, uh, you know, give you a bike and some parts to ride. But, you know, that goes quick. So, mm-hmm. um, with with the help, you know, my parents really, you know, the, they dumped the, the majority of the money into it when me and my brother were racing as amateurs coming right. up. Right. And then... Slightly when I turned to pro in that first, you know, first year or year and a half is when it was really killing them. And then I was able to maintain it, you know, from that point right, on. Right. So, um, but luckily, I mean, a lot of guys still still trying to do it today, you know, and they've been around for a long yeah. time. And, and it's, you know, it's even harder to make money now, nowadays. Yeah. So you get the, uh, you get the call from, I guess, the coster for Suzuki? Was that who came and found you and signed you up? No. No, actually, um, I was I was signed up or wasn't signed up. I, I had a uh, a talk with uh, the Primal Impulse Honda guys. Yep. And um, I I had came to California. I had came to California just to try and get my bikes and you know do yeah. stuff like that and sign a contract and be you know start start training right or you know start getting on the bike like that. I and mean, I was training already and I I, uh, I was uh, sharing an apartment with with Red Dog mm-hmm. and uh, I just literally it was in the right place at the right time. I mean, that's, that's all it was. I mean, basically red dog was the East coast rider and it came down to a point where, uh, you know, the higher ups at Suzuki were like, well, we, we need a West coast 125 guy. Yeah. Who's going to do it? Cause it was late. And, and I was, I was stressing cause my deal pr- came across. Your primal thing was a little shady or not shady, but it, it wasn't happening. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was really, really getting worried. Well, it was when he day was a big part of it. So yep. he basically, he basically said somehow it came up and 
And Red Dog told me, and I talked to Hide, and he pulled me in there and, like, seriously said, here's your contract. <laughs> you want to sign it? Sign it. And I said, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. like, I was like, a factory ride, you know, compared to something that I don't even know what's going right. to happen, you know, it was right. just really, really uncertain where I, where, where that would take me if I would have, you know, and I, I, I pride myself on being loyal, loyal, and, you know, mm-hmm. I hated to go that route because I, I had to leave Suzuki and go to Honda. Right. Until I had to go into, uh, it was, um, oh gosh, man, now I'm, I'm blank on his name. Um, at Suzuki? Not Cliff's life. No, at Honda. Oh, oh. Um, uh, Dave Arnold? No, no, it was, uh, Wes, he was around. Wes McCoy? Wes McCoy? Um, um, yes, yeah, yes, Wes McCoy. Right. So I went in his office and told him, like, I mean, I had already signed it, you know, so I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I just got really worried. I didn't know. Right. I had heard stories that, you know, people waited and waited and waited, and then they just said, oh, we don't we don't have it now, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I told him, I was honest with him, you know, it was just, this thing was in, it was in front of me, and I, I knew where I was with this, and, I, and mm-hmm. it, it had been a long time, and... um and I just said, look, man, I signed this deal. I, I feel like it's, it's it's the right move for me. And was he, he pretty much yelled at me. Did he? Yeah, yeah. he was pissed. <laughs> he yelled at me and told me I'd never make it in this industry and um, basically said, you'll you'll never, ever have anything to do with Honda. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which, which you You're know, like, I walked out of there like feeling like, like right. a piece of trash. You're like, I'll, I'll see you. And, you know, he had every right to be mad at me. Right. That, that's for sure. And, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, I, I'm guessing they were committed to the deal. I, I, you know, no way to know for sure, but, yeah. um, you know, obviously it came back around and that's, that's a good example, not to burn a bridge, but, you know, luckily we, we kind of, you know, as, as it went on, you know, I'd, I'd talk to him later, you know, too, and it, everything was fine and hold a grudge and, wow. you know, yeah. uh, went on to, uh, not, you know, not burn any bridges, uh, the rest of the way. As I, as I went in my career, so that that was a uh, big deal for me. Uh, when you were you were on the Red Dog Factory Suzuki program of about twenty six thousand dollars salary. Twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah, twenty four thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but again, factory ride though. Everything paid for. And yeah, and, factory ride, yep. factory bikes. I mean, I thought this is it. I got to do it, and yep. I wasn't ready. But I wasn't going to say no. You know. <laughs> right. Right. So, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, like. Red Dog was east and I was west, and you know, like I was ready to go. Yeah, and it was pretty. Uh, you know, it, that was the year that it was. It was me, Red Dog, McGrath, um, Morocco, uh, Morocco, and Albie, oh, all right. out of the same truck. Right, right. So I was the guy in the corner. Just, I mean, those guys are all really cool to me. Like nobody was ever weird to me. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I'm my guy that's in the corner going, man. I don't know if I. <laughs> I don't know. Do I belong here? You know. Yeah, you're the. And hip- then I ended up bre- breaking my arm, and then it was just. Just really, really rough year, and I and I knew I wasn't ready, but right. I mean, ultimately, it was enough to get me in in the office with with Mitch at PC, and yeah, you know, for, for him to bash on me a little bit and then say, "Well, if you want to win, you'll take my deal," you know. Well, and I was like, oh. "Yeah," because overall, yeah. it was kind of a disappointing year, tenth in both series uh, as a factory guy. But I know from obviously being Timmy, being buddies, the bikes were seizing all the time. Uh, they weren't very good, you know. Um, so it was a tough year uh, for the bikes as well. And then, of course, MC, you know, sucked and didn't like the team. And him and LaRocca were fighting at one point. It just seemed like the team itself was a little off the rails. Yeah, you know, it it, it was. And and I, you know, like I said, I, I stayed out of it for the most part. Mm-hmm. I just tried to try to yep. do as good as I could, and and uh, you know, at least show some flashes of something. 
And, um, you know, it, I had moments where, you know, like I was leaving the Seattle Supercross and wadded her up and okay. cross-rutted her off a triple and, and crashed. And I think maybe I was a little bit famous for that, and that, and that possibly yeah. got me to deal with Mitch, you know? Right. Um, so, so, Mitch, what Mitch, did you call Mitch? Did, did, did Suzuki let you go? Did they make you another offer? How did that come about? No, they, they didn't make me an offer. I was talking to Mitch before before they even really had a chance to, but I, I don't. You know, I never heard a word yeah. read about trying to bring me on. I don't, to be honest, I can't. I can't even quite remember <laughs> how it went down with Mitch. It's, I just remember going in his office and you know, following around, <laughs> you yeah, know, like yeah. trying to trying to talk to him, following him around the shop for a while, and then getting in the office, and then him just going, "Why do you think you should be able to ride here?" <laughs> so you know, and I'm just like, yeah. "Well, you know, blah, 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 this and this." But he, Mitch loves to tell the story that uh, you know when he first when we were first supposed to talk and have a meeting i said uh-huh. hey can i can i do it on monday because <laughs> i'm going to the river this weekend <laughs> it, was, it was after the season you know right after the season and right. he was just like i didn't know it i didn't think about it i'm stupid you know but he's like are you kidding me right now i'm like yeah and he's like why are you going to the river and i'm like yeah it's been a long year you know i just want to have like a little yeah, yeah. vacation and reward myself and he was just like for what right, right. <laughs> do crap you know he's like looking at my results and going what what happened here? What happened yeah. here? You know, yeah. the standard drill, and um, it was kind of funny. I went to the river and uh, came came back, and, and he gave me a lot more crap for yeah. it. And uh, ultimately, you know, I, I I signed with him, and yeah. and I think that because of the way that started, he just thought I was a, you know, he thought I was, he had to break me. I was a goof off, you know. Right. And really, honestly, like. I did, you know. I went to the river. I let loose, but that—that that was it. You know what I mean? I right, wasn't—I right. wasn't the type of guy that was out getting in trouble or partying and you know doing all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the year because I knew it was, you know, my my whole take on that—that that was just, you know, as as a professional motorcycle racer, your your window is that you can even do it is yeah. so small that if you can't wait ten years to to party or do yeah. what you want, then you know you don't you have no determination or will, you know, yeah. so. So it wasn't re- really ever hard for me, you know, to to really say no to that sort of thing. So, yeah, he he held it over my head for a long time, and really just, I mean, pounded me to the point where I well, I was like, you guys actually like I heard maybe from Ping, maybe from Nick, maybe from Timmy, like you actually had to sit down with Mitch and be like, lay off me, like seriously, it's not yeah. like you guys really yeah, they, were fighting uh, enemies for a while. Yeah, I mean, literally, like I didn't want to talk to him, like. I, I honestly would have probably at one point I was ready to go somewhere else. Like I'll ride for somebody else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't, nobody ever talked to me that way ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? My my parents taught me up and just, if you give a hundred percent, there's nothing more. What else can you do? You know what I mean? Like if you're trying as hard as you can through the week and at the races, what else can you do? And I, you know, I got Mitch telling me like stuff, saying stuff to me that I've never heard. And I'm just like, it just drove me further and further away from it. And then finally, I, I snapped and I just I told him, I was like, "You think you can treat everybody like that? Everybody's not the same, you know." Right. And I just told him, I just basically stood up to him, you know. And then he was like, he kind of like got the picture a little bit then, and then he had us all do like uh, the VO2 max yeah. test that, that he would kind of just. It was more like, "Oh, dude, well, you go do this," and you know. And uh, right. I went and did it, and I I did really good at it. And from that point, as soon as he backed off, I mean, we just started building this relationship with just tons of respect you know, for each other. And right. I did like, right. I did 90% of the testing for 
for the whole team, and then for you know Ricky Carmichael when he went to uh, to Nations, did all that testing for him, and yeah. you know like it was just a good good working relationship. It, it became a lot of fun at that point. Yeah, and then you know obviously we talk about it and joke about it now nowadays, but at one point I mean I really wanted to punch him right out of his chair. Uh, yeah, I, I heard that, and uh, it's funny how. And then you know, you guys, I, I think to this day, you were one of his favorite guys. You know what I mean? It was like you had to get over yeah. that hump, and and you won a title yeah. for him in '99 in, in the 125 West, and and I think like Pink says, Rhino responded to those kind of yelling and that kind of treatment. So Mitch just thought everybody could get yelled at like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, his brother and his military background. Um, you know, that's what Mitch kind of based his whole deal on is like you, you tear guys down to, to yeah. the breaking point, you know? Right, right. But but I think that maybe, you know, some guys, you know, at that point didn't, you know, didn't build back up, you know? Right, I mean, right, right. You know, I, I would say out of, you know, all, all the years, probably 80% of the guys that wrote for him, he's had them in tears at some point, you right, know? Right, right. And uh, it just doesn't work with everybody. And, you know, that's what he says now is like, yeah, I learned that. You know, you got to treat different guys different ways. You know. Yep. Uh, um, and some guys, nothing works. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Uh, Bobby Bonds, for example. Um, Billy hey. Billy Payne. Yep. It's that time again. Time for a commercial. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the BTO Sports. dot com Racer X podcast show. Listen to these commercials from BTO Sports. dot com. Use the code Steve and JT Racing. Thank you, JT Racing, for coming on board. Listen to these commercials. Support the sponsors, and yeah, then we'll get back to the show. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. He and Jimmy Perry told me a funny story about how Mitch sent the whole team Nike running shoes um, yeah. because he didn't think yeah. any of you guys were in shape, and Nick was super pissed, and he took his and burnt them out behind his house yeah. after he got them, and then you were like, "Hey, thanks for the shoes, man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually pretty pumped. Right. I'm a big I'm a, I'm a big shoe freak, but right. you know, obviously he was he was digging on us, but I was like, "Oh, hey, I got a free pair of shoes out of it. Yeah. I know I'm going to use them." You right. know, so um, yeah, and then uh, and then ultimately I ended up getting back at him for that because he he sent everybody a package and, and a little note in the in the box saying, "You know, here's what did he what was it? He said here here's a piece of equipment that could help." help with your racing career you should try them <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah yeah and so yeah obviously that make make you mad probably right, right. but um so um 
in uh, I was leading the race at Redbud one year, uh, and my spark plug tip broke, which happened actually a lot when when I was practicing and stuff. Yeah, and um, it was when we were running split fire, you know, spark, spark plugs. And he right. was, you know, he was hell hell bent on keeping us on split fire spark spark plugs. Yeah, that check was you nice, know, the big, I guess. big sponsor. Yeah, yeah. right. So um, when my spark plug broke, and I mean I had a pretty good lead, it was probably, yeah, it it wasn't in the bag by any means, but it it was late in the yeah. race, and I had a lead, and I was I was going to win my first national, you know, right? And uh, it 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 broke, so it was sputtering, but I finished like fifth or sixth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the next the next week, I boxed up an NGK spark plug and I sent it to him and <laughs> no, put a note in there and said, "Here's here's a product that might help your race team. Team, you should try it." No, you didn't. <laughs> I swear. That's awesome. I swear. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. I'm sure he loved it. I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. No, he he loves that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's once once. You know, he knows you're not a punk kid, like yeah. doing that kind of thing to him because you think you're cool. Yeah, he he, lo- he loves to mess around and right. you know do that kind of stuff. You know, there's a time and place for it, but you know, ultimately, um, that's that hey, was it. Uh, he he was just he got a kick out of that. You know, your '99 so, title. Um, you know, Casey Johnson won the first two races pretty handedly. You actually didn't yep. qualify for the second one because your chain broke. Was that it? No. Okay. No, no. What it was happened? the first race, first at, race. at Anaheim. I qualified, but I was I uh, okay. You didn't get any points. I had a bad, had yeah. a bad, had a bad start, and I was I was actually coming through the pack pretty good. Like right. I was, I think I moved. I believe I moved in into fourth, and I was I was coming up like it was going to be okay. You yeah, know, Casey, yeah. both Casey Johnson and Casey Lytle were out front battling. You know, yeah. there's no way I was catching them, but um, it was going to be okay. And in, in you know, for the championship, but the, the chain broke. You yeah. know what I mean? Like so. That was like I thought. Oh, it's over. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, short then series. The second yeah. round. Second round. Uh, I can't. I don't remember. My memory's not not the best, but I don't remember what I got. But then I I won the third one, in in Phoenix, and when I did that, it just everything yeah. just. I mean, it was just like you know people talk about it like that snowball. You just you can't help it. It yep. just went went my way. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean I. You know then 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 after winning the next two, we came back to Anaheim and and then Casey. Johnson got hurt, mm-hmm. so then it just kind of opened up the the, the points, you know, yep. big time. Gave you a chance, like was, yeah, for sure. It was gnarly, but I still had a long ways to go because, you know, Lyle was super consistent. He was up there every time, so mm-hmm. you know, I went all the way down to the last race, and it was it was you know really really gnarly. I mean, it was like a lap and a half from the finish that it came through. You yeah. know, yep, um, yeah. It was it was exciting? I remember that. Um, yeah. You yeah. uh, so you rode for Mitch for three years, and you won a title for him. Yep. And you, you know you put in some good rides, some top fives in the outdoors as well. Um, w- w- yeah. when, then you moved to Yamaha Troy. So how was that? What happened with that? Um, did, was it just time to leave Mitch's, or you know, did you want to stay? Was a, that was a tough one too. I mean, because I was happy at Pro Circus. Yeah. I mean, really happy. But it was when the four stroke came out, right? And. I mean, I, I, this was another one. I had to go in the office and talk to those guys. And, and I mean, I just told Mitch, I'm like, look, man, I, he's like, you know, he's telling me I've never had someone who wins the championship leave on their own will, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, And And I go, look, from what everyone's telling me, this is the wave of the future. It's going to four strokes. So if I have a chance to jump on that wave early yeah. and be on a bike that, that's very possibly going to be better than all the other 125s out there. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I do that for myself? You know. Right. right. And he really couldn't argue with me about <laughs> it. I said, if there's an advantage, 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I want it. I need it, you know? And he was like, I understand. I, I don't want you to go, but I understand where you're coming from. And Was it? You know, I left, and and uh, I did the, did the one year there at, at uh, Yamaha Troy, which, which sparked my, my career to go to Honda. Yeah, they... Because they came out with a four-stroke. So I was like a debut guy. You know, I debuted the, the 250F for Yamaha. Then, mm-hmm. then the four-stroke was coming out for Honda, and they wanted somebody with experience for that. Boom. Put me in the right position. And then once that came out, I had a bad year. I broke my femur the second year with Honda. Yeah. Then the, the next year, they said, well, we're going to come out with a 250F now. Yeah. You know, it makes sense to put you on it. <laughs> said, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Right. You know? So then I did that. It was it was a pretty good year. And uh, then same thing with KTM. They came out. They were coming out with a four-strike. So they wanted somebody who, who yeah. had you know, experience with, you know, helping develop the new bikes and, and, you know, working through the bugs. And for some reason I was okay with being the guinea pig for that stuff. And, yeah. and that's what I built that when I made that move from pro circuit, that's why I did it. So I had to stick with it, you know? Well, did, so, I mean, it couldn't have just been the four stroke Nate. It probably was more money too. Right. I mean, or was uh, it really, well, I mean, you know, I mean, you know how pro circuit is, but no, I know. It, it literally was not about the money. Okay. It wasn't about okay. the money. I'm just checking. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a little bit more, but it really wasn't like crazy. You know, you probably yeah, yeah. You're talking, you know, maybe ten, right. 10, 20, 20 grand, maybe. You know, yeah, so yeah, it was okay. more like I really thought that if this four stroke is that good, mm-hmm. then I, I got to be on it. And oh. then you know, I mean, Bob Moore was my agent, and he's telling me that's that's where it's going to be. Right. Everybody's going to be on four strokes, and I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, do it. You know, and and, and I did. Uh, now the thing it blew up. A, the thing blew up on you a few times that first year. Yeah, but was it how yeah. many times off the during the practice track in the middle of the week did you have scary moments, or how was it? You know, I I was a lot more fortunate with the bike than than Ernesto. Okay, uh, Fonseca, he he had a lot of issues with it in, in crucial moments at races, mm-hmm. and and for me it was more of like. The thing would cut out and do some weird stuff and G outs and you know I, I definitely you know blew up some engines but yeah, yeah. you know for the yeah. most part I never got spooked to think that all oh, this thing's gonna grenade at any moment you know I never felt that way with it but there was parts of the track that I knew it was gonna cut out yeah so I just compensate for it yeah like the uh, <laughs> you know? yeah the on off sections and all that you kind of knew what you had to do when you were riding it yeah um, yeah yeah exactly and when you got on it the first time were you like holy shit this is awesome I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got on it, and I was like, I can go faster on this thing than I've, I've went on any any right. one I've been on. Any triple, you know? any triple I can dream of right now, I can clear. Yeah, I remember leaving the track, going, I can jump this triple <laughs> if I take my time. I could do it in first, yeah. second, third, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Pro- in fourth if I need to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it, you, I, I instantly went from shifting at the base of the jump on the face of the jump to right. third gear for the one twenty five to being able to jump it, even if I screwed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the whole four stroke, you know, nation came and it took a little bit of the technical side out of riding, you know? Yeah, I did. Because, because you could, you know, if you, if you poked a turn or blew a turn, you could still, you could still do what yeah. you needed to do, you know? Yeah. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a race of errors anymore. You know what I mean? It's not a, a race of who makes mistakes anymore. It's uh, you know, you, you can make mistakes. It's no big deal. <laughs> You yeah, you can yeah. make a mistake, and you can almost not even lose time. Right. It's just basically now it's got to the point of a uh, of a reaction time, a skill set, being ahead of what the bike's going to do, right. reaction, you know, yeah. 
all that stuff, and obviously uh, some, you know, um, a big pair of balls, you know, to go for it, you know. Uh, the Honda ride. How did the Honda ride come about? Were you done at Troy, or did they? Were you look at? Were they just come to you and, and want you to move up full time? I mean, how did that? How did yeah, that happen? Yeah, I mean, they, they approached me yep. and um, told me that you know, with the four fifty, that whole deal uh, coming out, and they they thought that I'd be a good guy to be be on it to debut it. And yep. I mean, obviously, when when Honda was talking to you, you, you listened. Yeah, yeah. Even it though was, West- it was it was a, <laughs> a really easy decision. It was very very professional, um, and you know, I knew right away that it was. I didn't even try to talk to anyone else. You know, I just went <laughs> yeah, straight yeah. there. You and you were and, uh, you were looking around for Wes McCoy to see if he could ixnay the deal at the last minute. <laughs> I, I, I definitely came through my went through my mind. You know, like what if he what if he told me like get back at me or something? <laughs> right, you know, but right, right. It, I, I was comfortable because you know um, Kehoe was moving to Honda, and yep. you know what I mean. Like it was it was easy for me. Yep. So. Yep. Um, you know, it was it was a no brainer, and uh, you know the first year the first year came off pretty good. I, I mean, I think, and then really coming into my second season, uh, it was in November. I mean, I was riding better than I ever had, and the bike was better that year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just had a practice track, a Lapaglia's practice track out here in California. I just cross rutted in a whoop section, broke my femur, and Ooh. then that nope. that was a injury. I thought I was going to be. I was going to be 100% in two months, and yeah. you know it turned into four months before I even got on the bike, and then it took me about a year to really be be did, back to normal on a it, motorcycle. Did it really? You oh, know? It took, took that long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it also it probably it 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 made me develop um, bad habits and you know technical things with my riding uh, that that lasted throughout my career. I tried to correct the rest of my career, trying to fix the damage that I'd done by riding still jacked up you know right right um i think you're skipping over pontiac you know that was pretty cool what a, what a race yeah. you ended up winning the supercross main event um and and that you know of course tim ferry threw it away on lap 17 i don't want to i want to point that out but uh <laughs> oh yeah thanks man <laughs> no you know what a lot of people did it was like no one wanted to win the race really you know? right so i know it was now it was that, that was a that race was absolutely nuts did you see Ricky coming? You you you're watching him, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Well, you know, you know, like obviously, I saw him loop out. I was right, right there where right. he was running for his bike when I went by, mm-hmm. and and so I'm like, "Okay, he's out of it," you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm, but we're racing, and I never even never even thought of him, you know. Yeah. And then like, um, but really, the next thought I can remember having is is. I, I, well, actually, I, I heard the crowd cheering, so I'm like, somebody, somebody's coming, you know, like something's <laughs> yeah, going on, right. you know. But I had a little bit of a, I had a little gap. Mm-hmm. I crossed the, I crossed the white flag, and I just the thought went through my head, like, I, I'm still leading this thing, and it's, it's the white flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way, there is no way I'm, I'm rolling over on this thing right. on the last lap, you know. So uh, I heard the crowd, and I mean, it really did. It really did make me nervous. Yep. But I just stuck my lines, you know, like they weren't the fastest lines. They were just solid, you know, and I yeah. wasn't making the mistakes that everybody else was. Yeah. Um, and uh, I heard the crowd, like I thought Richie was like right behind me. Uh-huh. And then after I crossed the finish line, obviously it was just like, it was, it was so cool. And I pulled up on the next jump and Ricky pulls up and, and he was, he was pumped for me and for himself because right. he, he saved a ton of points and, and then, you know, McGrath pulls up beside me. And he does. I got Ricky Carmichael on one side and Jerry yeah. McGrath on the other side. Give me a high five, dude. It was just, the moment uh, was just really cool, you know. Uh, and, um, you know, when I look back at it, I, I thought he was a lot closer than he was. I mean, he was coming for yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah. Um, 
the the truth is, I think I could have I could have maybe like enjoyed that last lap a little more. Oh, so I, right. I would have known he was a, I had a you know a couple bike links anyway. I was uh, I was working for Nick that year, Moto Triple X, uh, uh-huh. and I think everybody was happy for you. You know what I mean? Everybody was stoked that that Nathan Ramsey won a Supercross. Like that was it was all you know, around it's, happy it's, win. It's, it felt that way, you know what I mean? Right. And I don't know if I was biased or what, but it, it really did feel that way, you know? Like, uh, like I, I mean, I, I thought they were genuine when they pulled up beside me on that jump and said, dude, yeah. you know, and, and as their love came to me, he's all, dude, you're you're one of the few guys that's won a uh, 250 main event now. You're, yeah. you're on the list. It's not a big list. And, I was just like, yeah. and Ezra helped me a lot, you know, coming up. I'd stay with him. and right. He's just a good friend and, like, just – you know, mentored me a lot, even though he's younger than me. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was definitely a special, special moment and just kind of vibe to, mm-hmm. for my career. I mean, it was, it was really neat. Uh, career highlight, would you say, or the championship still? Or what do you, what, what do you think? Um, I, I, de- I mean, the championship is because it's, it's, it's so much more. It's not just one crazy race, you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Uh, but, but definitely that was, that's one of the moments that, that uh, stand out big time. Um, and, how, and how was it being uh, teammates with RC and Yogi and everybody at Honda? Pretty powerful team. Wyndham, I think, at one point. Yeah. 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 I mean, those guys were all my friends, but uh, honestly, I looked up to all of them, my, you know, coming up because I was like, I was nobody, and those guys were killing it as amateurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I raced Ricky Carmichael on an 80 when he just got on 80s. Right. He had that cut down seat, and um, I was a lot older than him, right. but I'm, I'm racing with him and Wyndham and these guys are a lot younger than me and they, you know, they were spanking me. So I'm just, these guys are always the, the gnarly guys coming up. And so I just, I just, I mean, really I had respect for everybody that I was, that I was riding with and racing with. And those guys just, not only were they my friends, I just, I tried to, I just tried to learn from them. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. that's, that's what I did. And they were cool and they, they let me, you know, they actually tried to help me. You know what I mean? So, um, he's just, you know, good guys, good people. And, and even Ronnie left, you know, Ezra's dad, he, he helped me a lot yep. coming up. Um, yep. 2000, uh, you know, 2004 and 2005, you got second in the series again, 125 West coast, one for KTM and one for Honda, I guess. Uh, I could have, could have had a couple more titles very easily there, Nate. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was right there. I mean, re- really, I got second on the Yamaha too. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, and I yeah. uh, had the points lead pretty good me and travis went back and forth to Strana and um i uh i, I had a, a little bit of a lead in a, at new orleans in a points lead and and leading the race yep. and i jumped off the track and landed on one of those big blow-up things which was kind of <laughs> nice but um you know that that right there just gave it back to him you know what yeah. i mean so it was yeah. back and forth and it was always so so close you know and i just couldn't quite I just couldn't couldn't close the door on it, you know. It was it wasn't for lack of trying or being motivated. It just just who, you know, it just wasn't my time, I guess. Who won you know, the from who, that point on? Who won the '05 title? You were on a KTM. Who won that? 2005. I don't uh, remember. I was I was on KTM 2005 and 2006. Yeah. Langston Langston won the '06. Oh, 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 five. Was it? Um, it was. Um, the West Coast. It was. Would have been. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. Um, gosh. Tedesco? Tedesco. Yeah. I remember he thinking. Went, he, he won yeah. both years because I was on Honda the year before, and, and we battled. I remember thinking that year. that year you were on KTM. Maybe you started slowly, but by the middle of the year, you were ripping off wins, and I was like, he's going to win this title. This is this is Ramsey's title to win. 
Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It was you were the man, I think. But maybe one bad race was it? I want to say you had yeah one really bad race or something. Yeah, it, it was, and I, it was it was actually the uh, second or third race in the year. It was Phoenix. Um, I jumped. Now I I know the whole story, which it kills me even more. I had just moved into third place, and it was like a it was a left hander, and you would roll and double and go across the, where the start you go across the starting line uh-huh. sideways, and I, I passed um, Sipes Ryan Sipes for third, into third place, and I rolled and I doubled, and when I did, I landed right on the tough block, and I gassed it, and when I did, they just spit out and spit me out. And, you know, I crashed, whatever. I jumped back up, but I couldn't get the bike started. Yeah. I kicked the bike for two laps, you know what I mean? Yeah. So later I found out that someone had bumped those tough blocks, like, after I went by the lap before. Mm-hmm. And then when they reset them, they reset them, like, like literally maybe a foot back in into oh. the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exactly where I was leaning. You were going, right. So, yeah. you know, I beat myself up for years until I found out. Someone goes, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, someone just brought it to my attention. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. So, you know, I mean that that definitely was that was a huge turning point because, I mean, that that race right there could have yeah. probably, you know, been um, the one that the four strokes did it for me. Four strokes helped you, but then you were also the victim where they couldn't start them for years. <laughs> for years and years, you'd never want to yeah. stall, stall a four stroke. You'd be done. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> it was gnarly. One of the hardest ones. I uh, I was leading Troy Ohio race one time on the Yamaha, and yeah. um, had a big crash. Thing, you know, I mean, it probably shouldn't have started at that point, but <laughs> same thing. I got by the time I got to it and got it back up, I, I watched the, the leaders go back by. Yeah, yeah. The um, next lap before I got it started. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I never got that one back started. So <laughs> you never even was, bothered. That never even happened. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The so. and now you ride them. I don't know if you still ride them now, but EFI. So there's no more worrying about if it's going to cut out. They all electric start. There's no more worrying about starting them, Nate. You could. <laughs> They're, they're a lot better yeah. nowadays. <laughs> I, you don't know how many times I've heard from all the KTM boys, man, we, I bet you wish you had this electric start. <laughs> Back in the day, and I'm just like, oh, whatever. Uh, you know? but, but, I mean, it is what yeah. it is. And it, like I said, I, I got I got no regret, regrets. And, um, yeah. you know what I mean? It happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah, you know? no doubt. Uh, you ended up, you're, well, you rode for JGR for a little bit, but your last year was L&M um, in yeah. 07, 08? Oh, oh, seven. Oh, seven. Oh, eight. I'm sorry. Oh, seven and oh, eight. I wrote for, for, for L&M. L&M. Uh, yeah. And how'd that go? What'd you think? And all that, I guess you and Larry, it didn't end well with you and Larry, I think. Right. But, um, yeah, that, that's the, I mean, I loved it. I loved, I loved Larry the whole time. And, um, you know, literally in, in 2008, my last race that I rode for them, I got fourth in, um, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And then the next weekend was Seattle, and uh, someone landed on me off a pretty big jump, and, and just blew a hole in my arm. It didn't break break the bone, but I couldn't race Vegas, so yeah. that was the last race. So I went fourth, DNF, and DNF. Right, you know, right. and then uh, you know I just at that point that was that that whole story with with me and Larry. Just you know, no, you know, a little lack of communication, and right. uh, you know, like. Uh, I guess I just kind of took for granted that I was going to have a spot there, and um, ultimately <laughs> uh-huh. it went away, and I didn't. I didn't really know, and I was left in a point where I was like a little bit too late to really get anything that I really wanted to take. Yeah. Um, and I just said, you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe this is my time. You know, to yeah. back it down and and you know turn the page. And and really, I'd set up the deal with with Larry and all that that whole crew. 
like once I retired, I wanted to be with the team, you know, like and right. be a part of it. And that's kind of what my whole plan was. And uh, that just kind of unfolded right there and just right in front of me. So that's, that's part of what probably hurt so bad, you know, because then I was left going, okay, what do I do now? You know, so I started started training guys and uh, coaching coaching a few guys. It's a real select group. I mean, actually, my first my first client was was Blake Baggett, and uh, you know, um, I got a call from James Coy, uh, who who uh, had talked to Brian Fleck at Dunlop, and, and Brian had had said this this kid Baggett is good, but he just needs somebody to help him, you know. And they called me, and I was like, I, I honestly, uh, it's pretty sad, but I didn't watch the amateurs that much. So I didn't know who he was, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, they're, they're telling me he's good, man. He's really good. He he just needs, he's just in, a, he was in a, a funk, you know? And uh, I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll do it. That'd be fun, you know? That'd be really cool. So I went out, and within the probably the first five minutes that I um, watched him ride, mm-hmm. I literally was like, it gave me chills. I was like, <laughs> this kid, is he's got it. I came back home, and I told Monica, my wife, I said, I said, this, this kid's gnarly, like he's, He's got it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she was like, "Really? You know that quick?" I said, "I knew first five minutes I saw him ride." Yeah. And um, and um, so yeah, just kind of try to help yeah. him, kind of pull out of his funk because I knew that's all it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like uh, you know that that part worked out, and and then you know I was training him, and I was riding a little bit, not I mean like literally, like I did a race in Germany, and I rode like three or four times before I did it. Yeah, yeah. They were making fun of me because I wasn't ready. <laughs> but I was, you know, my fitness wasn't too bad. Right. And, um, and uh, then I got the call from J-Bone and wanting me to come and fill in for Cody Cooper. Right. You know? right. And, um, I mean, I almost didn't do it because like, I thought, you know, this is the deal. This is typical for a guy who says he's done. And, yeah, yeah. And then he comes back and it just goes bad. It never but works really out, right. never no. got to to close that chapter the way I wanted to, you know, on my right. own terms. So I said, you know what, what's the worst thing? You know, I go there, I hadn't been on a bike at all, hardly. Uh-huh. And I go, I got to go there the week before New Orleans Supercross. I think I, I think I left on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, first day riding was on Monday. And, um, you know, I, uh, I just went there saying, well, if I suck it that bad and it just looks like ridiculous, yeah. And I just won't, you know, I'll just tell them, you know, yeah. and, you know, they're, they're really cool anyway. So it wouldn't have been a, a, a weird deal, you know, so mm-hmm. it brought me out there and I rode three days and I said, all right, I guess, I guess <laughs> I'm going to go for it. And uh-huh. I was so sore yeah. at, at the Supercross. Like I was so sore from riding that week that I could barely ride at the race. So <laughs> my hands are, my hands are all sore, but it, it was, it was a really good experience, you know, and it, it worked out for me to be able to go to Vegas that last time and say, okay, this is the last time I'm going to be in Vegas. Yeah. And, you know, it was just, it was good for what I, what I needed, you know, mentally to, to go, okay, to wrap it I'm up. I'm done. Right. And, and yeah, and I am, you know, I'm, I've never had a point where I said, yeah, I probably I could get out there, you know, right, I know right. I can ride a motorcycle, but yeah. that racing side of it was, was over for me, you know? So uh, X brand goggles, that's, that's too. That's what I was. X brand goggles on your farewell tour. So. That's right. <laughs> you, you you jumped on there, man. I did. Yeah, that's it. I, I did. You were the first guy yeah, I ever built. You were the first guy I ever built goggles for. I was like, oh shit, I got to build goggles for Nathan <laughs> Ramsey. Um, that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, so it's cool that you and yeah, you kind of went out your way. Uh, you know, you didn't go yeah. out like winning a race or nothing, but you went out your way. I'm healthy. I'm finished. Yeah. I gave it my all. You know, you didn't get landed yeah. on in, in Salt Lake City, and 
tear your arm. Yeah, up exactly, yeah, right. exactly. I mean, and, and and like coming off of a good race and going, man, you know, right. fourth place is not too bad for a guy as old as me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and okay, well, I'm gonna go. My 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 whole plan always was to race till I was 35. Yeah. And, and I was 34 when that happened. So then when I did the the JGR thing, it, I was 35. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. You know? Did you? Yeah. It did, will, did you manage to out. did you manage to save a lot of money or enough money when you retired? I mean, did, you weren't forced to to get a job right away. I mean, uh, you'd been racing well, pro for a yeah, long time, so I definitely I definitely had you know some good breathing room. And yeah. my whole my whole attitude when I when I was in between was like you know I want to make money for myself so I don't spend what I earned yeah. you know as a racer and then I had saved up you know and and be smart about it. And you know just unfortunately just with the economy and. You know yeah. everything, and you know, start you start having to supplement because you, you, yeah. it's really hard to curve your way of life when you're making that kind of money <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that I was, and then all of a sudden, you know, you go down to making four grand a month or something, you know. Right. So, yeah, it, it was a big big change, but luckily I was you know yeah. somewhat smart with what I had, and good good. I, yeah. uh, you know, I I was able to transition without without really hitting the bottom, and you know. Um, I'm I'm at a point now where I'm still I'm still you know what I mean like I'm still going and and uh, you know I'm I'm definitely way more fortunate than than uh, most people so yeah, that, I, I got two kids and a wife and a family to support and it's all working out. Uh, favorite best national ever for you? What was the best national you ever had? I honestly before I started I was like okay I got to think of it and. I, and don't take this the wrong way, but I, I couldn't remember any like <laughs> nationals where I was like, "Holy shit, look at Nathan!" But uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I watched you a ton, but give me yours. Give yeah. me, give me your favorite national. Yeah, you know, it's I don't. I don't that, that's not too bad because you're right. There, there wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the one I mentioned with Leading and the smart plug breaking, and yeah. then obviously Troy, Ohio. But probably the best for me, um, like full day, yeah, would be uh, I, I had. When I was on Honda that, that first year in 2002, I crashed at Glen Helen uh, and uh, knocked myself out, mm-hmm. and I was and I, and I fractured uh, my elbow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that for a while, um, but I came back at Redbud that year uh, to race, mm-hmm. and uh, it was my first race back on the 450, and I ended up getting second overall, and I led a little bit. So oh, that cool. was probably my best, uh, you know, overall of the day, and yep. you know, just just. Just the whole thing, and then coming, you know, coming off of the injury, it was, it was pretty cool too. So, um, um, so okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite bike? Favorite bike you ever rode? Favorite bike? Yeah. Um, which one? You know what? Which one I did mean, you fit with? Which one just loved? What did you love? To, to be honest, like at the moment that I was riding the bikes, I was always really, really happy with with them. You know. Um, I mean, to to be honest, like there was good things about all of them. Like, mm-hmm. the, like. The, the Honda, I, I mean, I can hit a set of whoops like faster, faster <laughs> right. than I ever could, right. you know. And and obviously it was a, a really solid bike, and I felt good on it, um, both the 250 and the 450. The KTM, like when when the bikes were still carbureted, uh, it, it never bogged, never ever ever bogged, and yeah. I love that. And the engine right. was gnarly. Obviously, there were some things that they had to work on, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's just little bits about everything. But geez, I had to pick one. Oh, no, that's a tough one, man. Probably not. You're one Real of your cowies, though. Your cowies weren't that good back then, right? At least according to like Nick Way, like they were. Well, good. I mean, they, you know obviously what? they were. They were, you know, but the, just production, they weren't that good of bikes. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's true. And uh, you know, Mitch and those guys obviously 
work their tails off to, to make it good. And I think the thing about that was you could look at, you know, certain races, the torque from the Yamahas was, was a little bit better, a little bit more torque, you know, in certain instances, yeah. you know, but, you know, handling and everything was, was always good with, with the PC bikes. Um, so I don't know if I had to yeah. pick one. Jeez, that's a tough one, man, because, uh, you, don't have to. you know, okay. Yeah, the, the product the product was always good, and it was always built around the idea of what I wanted to come yeah. up with. You know, yeah, yeah. so um, and you were never, good, you never, were a good, you were a good test rider. Everybody I spoke to speak to that worked with you, they were all on the various teams. You know, we're all friends; we all see each other every week. And I think I heard a lot of Nathan. Nathan's a really good test rider from a lot of people over the years. Yeah, I appreciate. It. I mean, I definitely spent a lot of time doing it, and uh, yeah, I had a I had a pretty good feeling for what the bike was doing, and, mm-hmm. and I told the guys that I work with, you know, if I, if I couldn't feel it, I'd tell them, I, I don't feel anything. If you make, make stuff up or yeah, try yeah. to, you know, yeah. reach for something, you just end up chasing your tail, you know? So, right. I mean, I still do some stuff with, with our team nowadays, you oh, know, cool. I mean, I'm not up to speed, but if it's something that doesn't require you to really pound the bike, then, yep. you know, I can get out there and, and really feel it and be able to, you know, pick it apart. So then there, there was bad, good days and bad days for that. Some days I was just kind of numb and I'm like, dude, I, I can't feel anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? And then, and then some days I could, I could tell you I want my my spoke that, you know, three from my my wheel to my tire lock is is loose right now. Can you tighten it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. It's just sometimes it was stupid, like like the the feeling that I got off stuff. Um, so, f- favorite teammate. Favorite teammate. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah, we're going. You know what? What? Yeah, man, you are taking me back. Uh, you, Red- you're taking my memory. Besides Red um, Dog, besides Red Dog, which I understand when you live with Red Dog, there was a lot of riding and training, but also a few river visits and a few bar visits and, and all that back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was there were some moments. I was corrupted, right. not by him, but by another guy. Uh, uh, I won't say his name, Buddy Antonis. Right. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, like I, I definitely love Red Dog as, as a teammate and you know who else I had a lot of fun with was was Nick. Yeah. I mean, really, like we'd be up there getting dressed and stuff. We just we'd always be like rapping or singing and just <laughs> it was just good. I mean, I was teammates with him like for a long time. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I I really I did enjoy him and you know as being a teammate. So I maybe I right. had to pick him. Right. Um, worst teammate ever. Worst. I know. It's mm. it's but like maybe a guy you didn't get along with, or maybe maybe you get along with him now, but you didn't back then, or. Maybe you just didn't get um, along with them now, back then, or I mean, is there? Is yeah, there... you know, I I got along with everybody, but yeah. I always and, and and I get along with this guy now really good. I think he's cool, and uh-huh. I think that he uh, he he probably has grown, and learned from from it. But Casey Johnson always seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder, right? right. You know what I mean? Not just toward not really towards me, but towards like Ricky and guys, and you know, I'd sit there and listen to them go back and forth. They get to the point where they'd always be fighting. <laughs> like, because they picked on each other so yeah, much, yeah, you know? Yeah, And uh, I always said, man, like, guys, if you just let that go, you know, he would right. He'd be so much happier, you know, with, with everything. So, with, yeah, with everything um, that's going. Well, yeah, yeah there was a, but, there's a famous story about Casey telling Mitch that, you know, you're giving Ricky different stuff than us. And Mitch is like, yeah, uh, I'll, yeah. I will switch those number plays right now, and he, he, will yeah. beat you, he will beat you, you know, on the weekend. Like, and Casey was yeah. convinced that Mitch was screwing him over. Yeah, well, you know, guys can't accept the fact that, you know, well, maybe somebody's just beating you, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like they kind of start to pick, you know, go that route. But, you know, I definitely heard that when I was there, for sure. How many years did Bundy work for you? 
Wow, he started he started working for me like in some manner when I was still in the B class that year oh, down shit. there. He went to Florida with me. Okay. And he worked for me. He worked a, a half of a season in ninety five for Scott Sheik and then uh ended up coming back and working for me. Mm-hmm. And he worked for me all the way up until uh when I went to KTM in two thousand five. I love that. That's as a former mechanic, yeah. um, you know, and, and and a guy that Timmy didn't take with him to Chaparral, and, and you know, I, I, and 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 a few, I've been boned a few times over the years, but I love that you always took him. The teams always found yeah. a spot for him, and that says something. I like that. It, and you know what? When, when I when I was in that situation, it was like we were a team, and you know, that's what worked, and that's what that's what I that's what I took to the people when I would you know, want him. And, and he was a good worker. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it, it didn't take too much convincing, you know, it was a matter of, you know, them, them finding the spot and, you know, it's, but nowadays when I, when I look back at that and I thought that that was such an asset to have a good, good package and don't get me wrong. Cause it, it is, it still is. They got to jive with the crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as yeah. a manager, I look at a crew and I go, you build a crew. If you got a solid crew, you got to hang on to them because, if you don't, you know, riders will come and go. You know what I mean? Like, if you got a package of, you know, especially as a lights team, you know what I mean? you got a, uh, you know, a rider mechanic package that jives good, but the, the, the mechanic is more for the rider than he is for the team, then you end up having a problem at some point. You know, maybe not right away, you know, maybe not the whole time, but at some point he works for, you know, yeah. Nathan Ramsey instead of working for JDR. You know what right, I mean? Right. And I, I had learned that now in, in this position, you know? Yeah, times have changed. The, fact, yeah. that, the right. fact that you need to build a crew that will last and the guys that you can trust. And yeah. and uh, it, it's it's a big, big deal because ultimately that can last for a decade. You yeah. know what I mean? No, it's it's a different so, time now. It's a different time nowadays. And, and, and you is. don't see that it anymore. And, and a guy like, uh, you know, Throttle went with Villapoto to Cowie. And you know they won all those races and and they got along great, but it just he didn't get along with the guys. And yeah, you know, he's, yeah, that's he, perfect uh, example. It's just I don't know. Yeah, that's it. He was done. You know, so yeah, just yeah, that kind of stuff happens. Um, thank you for doing the podcast. I appreciate it, Nathan Ramsey. One of the yeah, one no of the problem. good one of the good guys in moto. Always friendly. Always with a smile on your face, no doubt. And uh, I remember calling you when I didn't want to call you this summer after all those mechanicals with Mookie, and I, I called you and. You're straight up about it, and it was cool that you handled it that yeah. way. And like you know, I, I like I like that. You got a good grip on this thing, yeah. I think. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's always it's always nice and easy talking to you. It just feels like an easy conversation, even <laughs> even when we're just sitting up in the tower or something yeah. watching the races. You know, it's right. always easy. So, so, I appreciate it too. Yeah, thanks thanks for doing the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast. And I guess we, we probably won't see you at Monster Energy Cup. So maybe Anaheim. Yep. 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 We'll see you at Anaheim. All right, Nate Dog. thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good one. See you. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.